when you're interacting with your female patients, remember your passion. Remember why you're passionate about what you do. Remember why you love serving them. And remember that in the world of functional medicine, there's always room for you and what you do in the wellness space. There's always plenty of room. Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. We're going to be talking about how to really cultivate a female-friendly environment in your practice. Whether you've got women or not as your niche, you know, the people that you love to serve, whether it's a female-related condition or not, it is a fact that most practices are made up of women. And so even if you're dealing with athletic women or women that are in menopause or women that are of childbearing years, all women have some of the same instinctive needs for experiences that they really value. And when you can show up and deliver those types of experiences in your practice, you're only going to set yourself up to be the place where women want to go. So let's talk about how to really foster trust and safety with your female patients inside your functional medicine or wellness practice. So we do know that women that come to us are looking for alternatives, right? That's why they're there. So they're looking for holistic solutions to their health, And very often they're looking for help with their children as well. Now, most women come with a man or partner, spouse. And so that means that when we can take care for the woman, you know, the woman in as far as the home unit, females are often that central integral part. And they are the ones that most often have buying influence. They make decisions about the paint you pick, the car you drive, you know, the food you eat. So we want to really think about the psyche of these women as they're involved with us in our practices. So yes, you're going to be exploring some underlying causes of their health, of course, and you're going to be recommending supplements, et cetera, but they might really have had a bad experience outside of your office somewhere else. So how can you make the experience in your office even better so that they trust you, they feel safe and They'll refer and they'll tell their friends. Women love to chatter, right? We do. And so as they start chatting about what they love about you, what you did, and most importantly, how you made them feel, so it's a female-friendly environment, women are always willing to talk about those great experiences. So I have seven ways that you can kind of build on this to capitalize and enhance the female friendliness of your functional medicine practice. So number one, make your waiting room feel like home. I can't tell you, I've been to hundreds of chiropractic offices over the years and some acupuncture offices as well. And I'm always surprised at how stale and medical many of them feel. Sometimes there's the token fish tank in the waiting room But the chairs are, they're just like what you would expect to find in a sterile doctor's office. They're not comfortable. They're hard. They're made of wire, like wire legs and not wood legs. It doesn't feel like home at 
all, not even a hint of it. I'm thinking the last two or three places I've been, and it's not been great. One place had a couch, but it was a black, I'll call it pleather, you know, that fakey, plasticky kind of leather. I don't know if that's what it's called. That's what I thought it was. And it didn't feel very good either. It just definitely had more of a manly kind of dominant vibe to it. And it wasn't comfy either. Like not only was the couch not comfy, it just didn't feel comfy. It didn't have the feel to it. So by nature, women intrinsically love and are drawn to things that are that have beauty and order. Now, they want things that look pretty. I mean, listen, we are just who we are. I don't make the rules. I just live in the body that is one. I can't help you on that. Like you can like it or not like it, but it's just the fact. So when you can invest in making a really good first impression in your waiting room, it's going to go a long way for you, for patient compliance, how long they stay, how many people they refer, etc. If you have a virtual only practice, the way that you make your quote waiting room look good is just the way that you communicate. That could be your website. So you want to make a, a comfy, cozy, welcoming, homey environment on your website. And also think about like your emails. How do you create emails that are warm and welcoming and really make them feel like they're in the right place? So make that waiting area, that's your first impression, whether it's an email, a website, you know, if you're using tools like Practice Better, you know, something, create it so that it looks feminine. Could be just, you know, simple things like a plant and a nice light or a lamp, some pillows, some throws, like the pretty things. We just like the pretty things. Number two, have comfortable conversations. Make sure that your conversations are conversational, I guess. It takes time to take a health history and to ask them those questions and to get their symptoms because women want to talk. It's what we do. So you want to make that environment comfortable. So you're obviously not doing that in your waiting room. You're going to be doing that in a treatment room. But if you have a patient sitting on the end or the edge of a stiff chiropractic table and you're sitting over in an uncomfortable chair in the corner, that doesn't feel warm and cozy for a woman. So maybe what you could do is create some space where you have maybe two cozier chairs or you sit on a stool and she's sitting on a comfier chair with maybe there's a table next to the chair where she can lay her things. Like women want all the little details. So you want to have at least one very comfortable chair that she can sit in and then a place for her to, if you need her to take off her earrings or jewelry or watches, depending on what you're doing, a place where she can put those and it feels nice. You know, it just feels nice. I know I'm all up in the girl thing today. I know. But this is so important because a huge number of your patients are going to be women. It's just the way it is. So when you create not only that welcoming front office or, you know, waiting area, but you also carry that theme through into your treatment room or wherever you're doing your health consulting with them, it's going to make them feel much more at ease in the beginning. Remember that many of them have had negative experiences elsewhere. So how do you change the environment of your office and your practice so that it is a completely different experience, one that is remarkable enough that they want to go tell their friends about? You want to set that tone and deliver an experience. Remember, it's not about what you tell them, it's how you make them feel. They will do anything you tell them to do if you make them feel cared for and loved. It's just how we're wired. Number three, Facilitate connection. How can you facilitate connection with other women? 
So you, this is really an easy one. You know, when women are sick, whether they're hormonally off or their thyroids are off or it's digestive or it's high stress, you know, anxiety, often we feel like we're alone. No one else feels like I do. No one else has struggles in their relationships. Nobody else struggles with, you know, having a child that's a little more on the wild side or being constipated or having diarrhea, whatever the symptom is in their own body. Women often feel alone and they may talk to their besties about it, but if you can create an environment where you can facilitate connection, woman to woman connection, it takes that loneliness away. It takes the isolation away. It makes you their fearless leader, which is awesome. And it allows them to be able to share, you can share, but they can also share some of the things that they're going through, making them feel less alone. So one of the ways you can do that is just to host a monthly meetup, you know, charge $15 for them to come. And it's just a like ladies night out kind of a deal. At your office, if you have a brick and mortar, you could also do it if you're virtual, you could just do a ladies night out on a Zoom call. Like go lock yourself in your bedroom or just get yourself a cocktail if you wanna say that or a coffee or your green tea, whatever. But like, we're just gonna connect. We're just gonna connect and just be women. And then you could talk about some kind of health tip or you know, some health-related topic, something that you're newly learning or you're understanding or you feel would be of value to them. But the most important thing is to really let them be able to connect. Give women a safe space to just be able to be with other women who are in the same situation as them with regards to their health. Number four, provide educational resources. Women love to learn. And as kind of the, I don't want to say the leader, but like as the hub of the home, it's important for women to have information that they can use to help their husband with his health or stress and be able to make sure that her kids are healthy and mamas be mamas. Like we can't help ourselves. We want to help all the people. We are mamas. And so if I see someone that needs something, I'm going to share my information. So the more resources and information that you can provide them without being overwhelming, of course, equips them to be the superhero in someone else's life and to be able to help someone else with the knowledge that you've provided. So not only does this information have an amazing ripple effect, but you're also really able to improve her life, the other people's lives, and hopefully we get a little bit of kickback in that those people will want to come and be your patient. So it just establishes trust and credibility. So you can cover common health things that pertain to your ideal patient or client. You can cover controversial things if you want to. You know, you can talk about like vaccine, for instance, you know, take your stand on vaccine. You're either a pro or a not pro, like take your stand, but it's okay either way. But talk about those things, things that they're concerned about, okay? Think about the things that they're the most concerned about. That's what you want to talk about. So here's a few other ideas for you as far as content goes. You can create like a video library that have little short snippets of information. Okay, so they don't have to be long, exhaustive. We're not talking about creating a three-hour webinar here. Just little video library that maybe has little shorts of you just talking face to camera about why it's important that children don't swallow toothpaste with fluoride. Right, there you go. That's a great one for a mom, right? And maybe it's about how to create DIY laundry soap. I don't know. Maybe it's about, you know, how to choose the right kind of honey, or maybe it's a video of you at the local grocery store looking at all the honeys where you're pointing it out. It's a five minute video. They love this kind of stuff. They love it. Another thing you can do is just create little one page PDFs. So 
you can go into Canva and just list out the things that you want them to know about. They could be maybe links to some of your favorite websites where you, I don't know, buy your grass-fed beef or where you buy your fermented foods or where you, a local supplier of grass-fed raw dairy or something. Just a resource, a cheat sheet, your hacks, your little black book of vendors, like just something that's going to help them feel like safe. They're going to feel like, okay, yeah, she or he, you or I, right? The practitioner has my back. Like I got it. And they're credible and they're giving me information that's going to help me live my best life, help my friends and family, help my kids, help my spouse or partner. That's what we want to do is just equip them. Think about this information. It's like equipping. And then just think about pouring into them. Just pour, pour, pour into them. The more resources that you can give them without overwhelming them, the better. Number five, help them have fun. Women, and I can speak for myself too, we often are so busy at this stage of my life, whether it's working or if you're a mama at home and you still have kids, often mamas don't take time. Women don't take time to go have fun. Like just to go kick your shoes off and go have a great time whatever that might be. So you may want to, if that's part of who you are, like fun is a core value for me. So for me, a once a quarter, like a fun ladies night out, it could be a bowling night. Like you're just doing it community. Maybe you just sponsored in a community. It's a ladies night out, or maybe it's just with your patients, but you go to a concert together or you're just being the one that's saying, listen, fun and laughter and being together with one another is so important for your health. And it's something that I value Therefore, I'm going to create a space where we can all go and just have fun. This is not about health. This is not about wellness. This is not about anything but us just laughing and being together as women. Do you know how many women would say yes to that? A gazillion. All of them will. Because we forget. We get so busy and we don't make it a priority. I shouldn't say we forget. We think about it. But I think we just don't make it a priority to go have fun. So, you want to make sure that whatever you're doing, you're helping them have fun. You know, you might just even connect with like a local business that has several massage therapists, contract that business out for the night and charge a fee and have everybody come and you're going to do massage and you're going to watch a movie, massage and a funny movie. I don't know. I'm just making it up. But pick the thing that feels fun and right to you. Now, number six is involve their kids. So if your avatar is a menopausal woman, then this doesn't apply to you. Or if you're working with athletic women, this may not apply to you. But if you have mamas that have kids at home, involve their kids, make their kids important too. Because they say the fastest way to a man's heart is with food. I would argue probably sex as well. But the fastest way to a woman's heart is to care about her kids. And I have seen this work over and over and over. When she feels like you really genuinely are interested in her kids, she's going to feel very loyal to you. So you want to make her children part of your priority. When you're giving those resources, make sure that there's resources in there that are available to her about how to keep her kids healthy. You could create like a cold and flu buster kit where you have got instructions in there. You're helping her make sure that when her little one has an earache or when her little one has an upset stomach or when they've got food poisoning or when they've got a fever or when they start, you know, bringing something home from school, how do you deal with that right away? You are going to become her hero. You're going to become that person. She's like, oh my gosh, Dr. So-and-so is the best because he or she is helping me do X, Y, Z for my kids. This is a good marketing tip for you. 
if your avatar, if you've got mamas in your practice that have kids, especially the little ones, like I would say seven and under, you know, the eight, maybe even nine, maybe, but get their birthdays. And on their birthday, you can do it or have one of your staff do it or your bestie. If you're a solo practitioner, you know, sit down with your bestie, have a girl's night and write these out, but get some cards, some kids cards and write a happy birthday note to the child of your patient and put like a $2 bill in there or a coupon for a healthy ice cream or, you know, not like McDonald's or something, but, you know, put something in there that's like a fun thing for the kid. Not only have you just captured that mama's heart, but you've also made an imprint on that little one's mind, right? When they're old enough to know who you are. But that's just such a great way to let your moms know that you really do care about the kids too. And, you know, you, you could say uh, free adjustment or free acupuncture or free this or a free bottle of whatever. Eh, mom's going to be like, yeah, that was nice. And yeah, I'll pick it up, whatever. But when you take the time to write a card and then you put like a $2 bill in it, I mean, they're hard to get, but even if you put a $5 bill in it, so what if it costs you $50 a month? Like big deal. The payback on that is going to be huge. Obviously make sure you're not breaking any laws and all that kind of stuff. But when you can make her children important to you, she is going to make you a part of their life going forward. So you can also host like a quarterly kids cooking thing if that's your jam. I would be all down for that, but not everybody loves kids like I do. But that would be something I would do. I would find a kitchen that I could rent and I would do a mommy child cooking thing. I think that would be so, so much fun. And then you can also offer like a package where mamas can ask you questions about their littles, you know, for not like maybe an extra little bit of money or just put them in some kind of a package so that it makes it easy for mom to feel like she's also getting care and information from you about her kids. Lastly, number seven, whatever you can do, make working with you easy, meaning don't make checkout, you know, at the front desk or like buying supplements and getting her credit card and all. don't make it hard. Just listen, she's busy. Women are overwhelmed. All women, we're all busy all the time, right? Everybody is. So how can you make it easy to work with you? How can you take out all of the friction points? What can you do that helps that mama be able to walk in, see you and walk out the door? Maybe it's by creating a package kind of a thing. Maybe it's like, you know, 10 appointments for X dollars or, you know, a credit for supplements, or maybe you just keep their card on file. Maybe you just do an automatic drop ship. Maybe you just have an authorization that allows you to charge the card, but just make it easy for her. So she doesn't have like kids in the car or some little one crying in her arms and she's trying to check out and get supplements and you're like, well, can we use this one or that one? I'm out of stock on this one. I'm going to substitute. Hang on. Like she doesn't have time for that. So what can you do to make it just super, super easy? You can automate appointment reminders. Another thing you can do is add texting. Add a HIPAA compliant texting service so that she can make it easy to quick ask you questions. Set good boundaries so that you're not on call 24-7, which you shouldn't be. So after hours texting and weekend texting, like just don't even check. If it's bad enough, they can go to 911 ER. But just add texting. Make it easy for her. Offer to text her a link to her receipt or to a link to the invoice for her to like approve and pay. Whatever you can do to make it really easy for her. So offer virtual appointments if you don't. 
For those of you that have a virtual practice, you're already doing this, of course. But if you don't, maybe offer for these busy moms that if they just really need to see you for a functional appointment, obviously that's not going to work if you're a hands-on practitioner. But if they just need a functional appointment, they just got to ask a question, offer virtual appointment. And then just hop in front of the computer and have conversation like this. Like, hey, what's going on? How can I help? Look at the kid, see the fever, look at the tongue, whatever you're going to do. And then that gives that mama the ability. She shouldn't have to pack up somebody, come into your office, like make it easy for her. And then another thing is just stay in front of her, meaning you don't blow up her inbox, but send three or four emails a month to your list, really to your whole list. Just stay in front of people. Because when you don't stay in front of them, they're going to forget about you. We do. Think about the people, like even five years ago, who were some people that were in your life five years ago that you haven't thought of in a long time? And it's because they're not in your life. You're not on an email list. They're not connecting with you. You just forget about them. Like I had someone in my wedding years ago, and I haven't talked to her forever because she's just not in my life. But had I had some way of staying in regular contact with her, we probably would still be really good friends. So the way that you do that from a business perspective, the easiest way is through email, really. And so sending those emails just keeps you top of mind. It also helps her be able to forward that email to her bestie and say, you have got to go see Dr. So-and-so because he or she is amazing, right? So it's just emails are just a great way for you to stay in front of them, stay connected, stay in their life, and it also makes it really shareable. And then lastly, You know, as we wrap up, I would say this, let them see you in real life. Let them see you as a human being, not as a doctor. Because that barrier is very put-offish. And I'm not a fan of like wearing the stethoscope around your neck with a white coat. I think those days are over. That's like, you know, academia. Be real. Just be real. Be in your real clothes. Talk about your real things. When you make videos, talk about your real life. Like, hey, this is just what's going on. Like, just be real. It's okay. People aren't going to have less respect for you when you show your real self. They're actually going to have more respect for you because they're going to see that you're a human just like them. So when you're interacting with your female patients, remember your passion. Remember why you're passionate about what you do. Remember why you love serving them. And remember that in the world of functional medicine, there's always room for you and what you do in the wellness space. There's always plenty of room. I don't want you to have a comparison mindset or one where you're like, well, so-and-so over there is serving the same people. And so I better choose a different, no, 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 no. Because what you do matters. And the way that you deliver what you do matters. In fact, there's no one that can do it just the way you do. Nobody. Nobody has your personality. Nobody has your style. No one has your exact knowledge, even if they've been through school like you. Nobody has the same thing. They can't do it like you. There's always space for you as a wellness practitioner to do what you do. And the impact that you're making will have ripple effects. So focus on those women. Even if you can just add some feminine touches along, you don't have to do all of these things, but just think about creating an experience and helping them have a feeling when they've worked with you that makes them go, yeah, this is my home. Because women, they find a home and they'll nest there. And that's what we want them to do. 
is we want those women to nest in your office, to be part of your world. That's what we want. So there you go, friends. That's it. Listen, do me a favor. If you love this podcast and it's valuable to you, it would mean the world to me if you would just take a minute to rate and review us. And then, of course, just subscribe so that you get a notification every time a new podcast gets out the door. So I'm always here to help you, to serve you. I want to help your business grow. I want to help you become the best possible clinician that you can be on the clinical side and have the most profitable, successful, amazing business that will allow you to deliver those clinical services in the best way possible and impact the most people you can. So that's it for this week. I'll see you next week on the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. Bye for now. 